the line episode 5 Bryony so they say the customer is always right ah they fuck okay okay i think it seems worse because i've been off work for a few months but christ alive customer service is hard and by customer service i mean working in a bloody busy restaurant at night it's hard graft, it's unsociable hours, and unfortunately, you can't force people to leave you a tip. But aside from those stingy customers, do you know what I think the hardest part of the job is? When I get asked questions about me. You know, really personal questions about myself. You wouldn't believe what some people will ask when I'm in the middle of reading out the specials, or serving them a sodding starter. Now, to be fair, most customers just want to talk about themselves. That's fine. That suits me. I'm pretty good at looking like I'm listening, when really I'm thinking about which box set I'm getting into once I finally get out of here. <laughs> but when I'm put on the spot to reveal information about my life outside of this place, it's quite hard not to be rude and say, Mind your own fucking business, you nosy c- Sorry. That's a bit melodramatic. I'm not Bruce Wayne. I'm not trying to keep my secret identity as Batman under wraps. But earlier tonight, someone I'd never met before, a random customer, paused to look at my name badge and asked, Hey, Briny, do you have children? They did it so casual-like. In the same tone, you could have asked, Hey, Briny, do you have Gluten-free bread rolls. Tonight was my first shift back since I lost my daughter. Don't get me wrong, I've been asked that question about kids many times before. Just like that, out of the blue or as if it's suggested on the menu. Please do ask our staff really intimate questions as they serve you so they feel as uncomfortable as possible. But tonight, what she thought was just chit-chat with a waitress. My God, I felt it land. It was like a punch to the stomach and it stole the air from my lungs. But she didn't fucking know, did she? And I certainly wasn't about to tell her. So there we go. The rigid grin stayed and I grasped back enough air to reply. No. Before changing the subject back to the more important issue of the evening. Rare or medium rare on that steak, madam? Then I swiftly moved on to my next task. And that, my friend, is good customer service. Or maybe it's not. Maybe I should have leaned over and stabbed her with a fork straight in the eyeball and then offered it back to her as an hors d'oeuvre. Oh, however the fuck you say it. Too much. Yeah. You're probably right. I've been doing this a long time, so like I said, it's not my first time being asked a bloody intrusive question. But the timing of this one, my first night back after what I've been through and halfway through a busy shift. Do you know what? In an utterly tragic way, 
was just absolute perfection. Because it was the one question I didn't want to be faced with tonight. But it happened. And I survived it without forking someone. Mind you, only because I managed to move away from it. Changed the subject. Made that lady feel like I was really concerned by how the poor fucking animal that gave up its life for her pleasure was going to be cooked. However, in the past, I've fallen for it. I've not moved quick enough. And if you're not careful, do you have kids? And the answer is no. Often leads to, so why don't you have children? Can I just say, I don't think any woman, while she's in the middle of doing a job, any fucking job, wants to explain to someone why they are not a mother. How about... I've recently discovered I'm infertile because I've had ovarian cancer and have had most of my womb cut out and put in the bin. Oh, I just hate kids. I hate myself. I suffer with clinical depression or I am terrified I will get postpartum depression like my mum did when I was born. Oh, well, the thing is, I'm, I'm a lesbian and that makes it much harder to get knocked up. What else is there? Uh, try... I've had three miscarriages and I don't think I can go through that physical pain or that emotional trauma ever, ever again. <laughs> There's also... Uh, my partner already has kids and doesn't want any more. The old... For our entire 15-year relationship, my boyfriend told me he never, ever wanted children... But he's accidentally got the girl who works in a favourite chip shop up the duff. Wait, are you angling for the classic? Because I haven't found the right fucking man. Maybe it's because I used to be a fucking man. Whatever the reason, it's my reason. And I really don't want to reveal anything else about myself before I get you the English mustard and an extra napkin. Okay. Thank you kindly. Of course, it's not just me. We all get asked it whilst we're working. We got Claire, who has three kids by three different dads. You get major judgement for that. Megan is 21, but so desperate to have a baby, she would buy one from ASOS with next-day delivery if that started happening. Katie has four stepkids and none of her own. Gemma has one son a beautiful baby boy called Frankie. Claire told me Gemma got really upset the other night because a customer told her she was so selfish for only wanting the one child. Looks like you can't fucking win. And the irony that our head chef, as a man, never gets asked if he has kids or if he wants kids is another issue for another day. I think what I want to say, what I'm trying to say is for some people the answer to the question, do you have children, will have to come from a dark place. And in the right moment, with the right people, talking about it does help. But when I hardly know you, if at all, if I'm wearing a branded polo shirt and a cotton apron, and I'm clearing away your half-eaten ice cream dessert, I don't want to look you in the eye and tell you about the thing that is causing me sleepless nights. The breakdown of my relationship, the reason why I can't be in a relationship. 
Tilly, that's my... That was my daughter's name. She died of unknown causes when she was four months old. I carried a pink coffin all by myself. No one should have to do that. So there we are. Now I've told you and you didn't even ask. But if you are one of those people and you know who you are, if you do think it's okay to put someone on the spot like that and quiz them on their life choices whilst they're serving you your dinner, can I ask you please have the decency to leave a fucking tip? You say this is the end of the line Didn't you know? Bryony was played by Leia Gaffey. The episode was written by Helen Cattle and directed by Mark Haywood. Production and editorial support by Hetty Hodgson. Music by Daisy Chute and Kerry Ann from The Herd Collective. The episode was recorded at The Sound Company in London and edited by Pocket Blockbuster. The End of the Line is an Ink Jockey production. But this is not the end of my life.